Hi, everyone. It's Robert Poole. In this podcast, I want to talk about a strategy that revolutionized our company and exploded our sales with no outlay of cash. Let's get started. You have a small B2B business. Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. Welcome to the tribe and welcome home. Hi, everyone. I hope you're having an awesome day today. In the last episode, we talked about how both offline and online prospecting techniques can be very effective for your small business. In this episode, I wanted to talk to you about a strategy that we use that really fundamentally changed the way we grew as a company from struggling to millions of dollars in sales. You know, last time we talked about outsourcing as a way to make both your traditional prospecting over the phone, uh, whether in person or over the phone and online marketing effective. You know, in about, uh, I think it was about 2010 or 11, we'd kind of given up on our online marketing efforts. You know, in retrospect, it didn't work because we didn't do it right, as I explained in the last episode. Regardless, the country was still recovering from the 2008 crash as we were, as were most businesses. Uh, and as I mentioned in the earlier episode, we had grown our company almost exclusively through phone-based cold calling since 2002. In about 2005, we were in the position to hire a sales rep, so we created a phone room of our own. We eventually got it up to five or seven reps or something like that. And we were spending, I think it was 250, 300,000 a year just in salaries, uh, not to mention commissions. And we ran newspaper ads, interviewed sales reps, and we hired what we thought were the best. We even had a sales manager to train them and manage them, you know, that we paid, of course, even more for. You know, one of the problems uh, with hiring locally uh, in the, the Phoenix area that we ran into right away was the, the quality of candidates that showed up for interviews. You know, if you've hired in the past, you know that at some point you get frustrated. It's tempting just to get a body in to fill the position, even if they're not the ideal candidate. Well, we were impatient and hired the, the best of the poor choices that showed up. You know, and it wasn't really that we were paying really low wages. I mean, it was 40000 base plus a commission, um, you know, and we felt a, a decent sales rep uh, could make, you know, seventy five k plus health benefits. And that was back in $2,005. So we knew our company c- couldn't grow based upon the cold calling you know, my business partner, myself alone. So we did the only thing we thought uh, we could do, which was hire the best salespeople we could find and try to get production out of them. You know, if you've ever hired, especially for a not an executive or managerial position, you've likely seen some very interesting candidates, uh, to be polite. You know, we had quite the crew over the years, uh, all good people, I'm sure, but not the best salespeople. I remember we had a guy we affectionately called Narco, not because he was a drug lord, but because he would fall asleep at his desk. He'd literally be talking with a prospect and would fall asleep on the phone. I mean, I don't even know that's possible, but, you know, clearly had some medical condition. You know, another gal working for us used to show up drunk about every other day. You know, not enough that she couldn't walk in the office, but just enough to know that, you know, you kind of knew she was buzzing. And, and that was at 8 a.m. You know, again, not to make fun of these people, when it comes to sales, it can be tough to find somebody who's professional enough to handle the stress of phone sales and cold calling, not to mention all the the typical employee-related costs and hassles that come with uh, having just normal employees. Anyway, around uh, 2012, we were kind of at our wits end with the phone room, the quality of the salespeople we had and the 
poor results we were getting. You know, we ended up letting go of the entire sales force and shutting down the phone room. This was just another hit to our business uh, with the economic collapse, the failure in internet marketing, and now our sales force became sort of a barely profitable major hassle. What did we do? We felt like giving up, but after doing this for 10 years and not having any specialized skills, I'm like a lot of entrepreneurs felt unemployable and I had to find a way to make this work. You know, so we started searching for new ideas and I stumbled on an idea about hiring remote sales reps. You know, at the time, Tony Robbins and a sales trainer, Chet Holmes, uh, were doing a joint venture program called Business Mastery. And to be honest, I don't remember if it was in Chet's book, uh, The Ultimate Sales Machine or the Business Mastery Training. Uh, so I apologize if I got it wrong, but the concept Chet talked about was hiring commission-only salespeople to work remotely, usually at home. You know, you have to understand that at the time, in the business world, working remotely was not that common. Yes, there were some people who did, but basically, if you didn't have an office, it meant you weren't really a real company or you were just a startup. He talked about how to run an ad for salespeople that would only attract the uh, top performers as it was really in your face and basically a challenge only those with a ton of confidence in their abilities uh, to sell would apply. So when we first heard of this, we thought, well, you know, that might work for him, but there's no way we can get people we hire over the internet to work for us on a commission-only basis for a product that started at $500. However, since it costs us very little to try it out and our funds were largely exhausted, we tried to decide to give it a try. So we advertised in Craigslist in several cities throughout the U.S. and actually got replies. We started interviewing people and putting them through a screening process. We didn't really know how to interview people without sitting down with them. So basically, we kind of hired anybody who was interested and, and wasn't a nut, clearly. And we brought them on as a 1099 contractor as we didn't have any control over really what they were doing or even what they were saying. And we, at the time, we didn't have any online-based uh, phone system that we could even listen to their calls. So I was definitely sure this was not going to work. However, I remember it was like yesterday because it was right before Thanksgiving that year. I came into the office one morning and checked my email, and there was a notice of a new sale brought in by a, a newly engaged sales rep. I mean, I couldn't believe it. It was like, holy moly, it actually worked. Or I think I had some other expletive, but uh, as you can imagine. Anyway, uh, we figured, you know, if it worked once, you know, let's try it again. So we kept going. And eight years later, we've had thousands of sales brought in by outside contractors, all without a single dime out of our pocket. Just a little time setting up for them to report sales. Okay, so you're probably saying, hey, Robert, okay, this is great. This is a nifty story, but what does this have to do with me and my business? Uh, am I saying you should go out and recruit remote salespeople? No, not necessarily. It really depends on how best to reach your dream clients. However, given the changes that coronavirus has made to business and make them a mistake, it's not going to go back to the way it was. Remote work is going to be much more common. Now, the reason I'm telling you this story is to make a point. You may be thinking that you don't have the money or the time to pursue a particular strategy like hiring a remote sales force or developing a strong internet marketing portion of your business. However, you know, the reality is that you do. You know, I think uh, it was Tony Robbins that said something to the effect that uh, most businesses suffer not from a lack of resources like capital, but a lack of resourcefulness. Find a way to pay for the things you know you need to do to grow your business. I know you're probably thinking, well, that sounds nice, but how do I do that? Well, number one, it's going to take time. It's going to take failed attempts at trying things. You need to be constantly thinking about how you can do something or pay for something, not just settle for the I can't afford it uh, and then give up on it. If you focus enough on the how and keep asking that question, you'll find a way. It may not happen right now, and it may take a month or it may take a year. But if that's the key to growing your business, why would you ever stop short and give up? 
You wouldn't be in business if you were a quitter and not willing to work. I hope this was helpful. In the next episode, we're going to talk about something so critical in your marketing and sales strategy that if not done properly, you might as well not even market at all. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable, and it's an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate this show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. I also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.